We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. A. Steve Alexander. That's Rick Kamla. This is the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Thursday, November 30th. We have a lot to talk about, some big returns from injuries, busy night in the NBA. We've got some in-season going on. We're going to do all that right after this sweet jam. What's up, everybody? The Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with the OGs. He is Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A. I'm Rick Kamla, a.k.a. The Freak. And let's get to it, Doc A. Uh, we had, as you mentioned, some big returns last night. Let's start with Jamal Murray. Um, he returned from an 11-game absence on the reality side. The Nugs did a good job of hanging in there. They were 6-5 and five without him. Uh, they maintained a second spot in the West uh, despite missing all of those games. And uh, they were very good at home without Murray and then very sucky on the road without Murray. And all of that made sense, right? So he comes back last night. He turned his ankle again, Doc. Um, so here we go again. Now, he stayed in the game, but he did not look right. Uh, I was focused on him. I wasn't even watching the ball. I was just watching Murray. And a lot of his movements, he had to, like, move his body around his ankle. It was like he was really favoring his ankle. He wasn't necessarily limping, but every time he went back over to the bench, uh, he had a grimace on his face, was kind of, uh, like, retightening his shoe and all this ankle stuff, right? So uh, he had the hamstring that kept him out. And now uh, we, we've got this to keep our eye on. He was really good, Doc. 16-6 uh, and, well, it wasn't really good, but solid. 16-6 six and 6, uh, three threes in 22 minutes. Doc, I want to hit you with uh, uh, a fantasy basketball, I guess, hot take uh, uh, here um, at the top and bounce this off of you. I would recommend trading Jamal Murray right now. If you can, I'm not asking people to sell low on 75 cents on the dollar and this kind of thing, but if you can move him for market value, maybe you want a big, maybe you want a more reliable point guard. I don't know, but I'm concerned about this ankle, Doc. And Jamal Murray is not different this season. And I thought he might be coming off the awesome playoff run. He's still in Jokic's shadow. Uh, the, the stats are not spiking. He's not even close to get, you know, from going to 20 points a game to 25 points a game. And I don't think any of that's going to happen. He's pretty much the same dude he's always been, and he will not make the all-star team this year. Um, and so I recommend trading Jamal Murray right now, that he's back and healthy before we get another doyoyoing and before everybody kind of realizes, yo, he's he's going to be muted again. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. And, and if there's a guy I don't want uh, laboring around out there and favoring one ankle over another to cause a different injury to eventually – raise its head it's jamal murray so i'm a little concerned about the ankle i'm a little concerned about the overall health um i'm not saying i'm panicking like i, I need a i need a full report as to what his status is after last night's game before i'm gonna panic on him but i think to your point uh is it a bad idea to shop murray and trade him right now no it, it's not a bad idea at all all right doc um so murray is back and uh it was fun to watch the Nugs with Murray. Michael Porter Jr. had, I mean, Chris Marlowe said on the broadcast last night, this is the most confident I have seen him as a shooter in the NBA. I was like, whoa. We had Marlowe on our uh, NBA radio show yesterday. I was like, that's quite the statement. 
But it's no coincidence that that happens in um, Jamal Murray's first game back. All right, let's talk about C.J. McCollum's return, Doc. He missed 12 games, uh, and I believe the Pels were 5-7 and seven in those games. C.J. was fantastic last night, 24-5 uh, and five with a block, with two steals, with three threes. The goodies, Doc, the goodies, the fantasy gold. We have missed it for so long. His return was no news for Zion Williamson, 33 points, awesome line. Uh, from Zion. Barry, Barry, he didn't miss a shot from the field. Uh, CJ's return was a massive buzzkill for Brandon Ingram, 15.7 shots. Uh, his return was a massive buzzkill for Dyson Daniels and Najee Marshall in Dynasty or Super Deep Leagues. This was interesting. Uh, CJ McCollum's return was not a buzzkill for Jordan Hawkins, the rookie out of UConn, 16 points in 24 minutes. He was fantastic. I would try to trade Jamal Murray for CJ McCollum. Uh, right now. Dynasty League, maybe not. We got a big separation in age, but in, in a redraft type of deal, um, I, I would be, uh, so let's merge one with the other here, Doc. I feel great about CJ coming back. He's got the ball in his hands. Um, he's going to put these stats up consistently. Uh, you know, BI, this thing is weird. I want you to talk to me about that. And uh, and, and if you're kind of shuddering, uh, what would BI here moving forward? But CJ's back, Doc. Talk to us about it. Well, are you aware of where he ranks this year in fantasy? Uh, hit me. Top 20. Which is weird because he's usually fifth, sixth round, just chilling down there, not blocking a lot of shots, not stealing the ball a ton. And he's doing everything right uh, this year for New Orleans. Maybe that's because um, maybe it's because Zion's out there and healthy. Maybe it's because Brandon Ingram's out there playing with him. He, he's got teammates around him for the first time since he played with Dame, really. Uh, so that's that's very interesting. I was glad to see that Herbert Jones did not take a hit last night. I think he played 33 minutes. Uh, we have to see what happens when Trey Murphy comes back with, with Herb Jones. That's going to hurt a little bit because Herb Jones has been – I mean, he's been as, as great as CJ has been fantasy-wise. So um, CJ, to me uh, – is kind of a a uh, sell high guy right now, but I think he's healthy. He's playing. He looked good last night. He had all the goodies, and I, I think trading Jamal Murray to get CJ McCollum right now is not a bad idea. All right, that is Doctor A. I'm Rick Kamla. He's Steve Alexander. We're the OGs. All right, it's the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Mister A is making a comment here. He says, "Hello, guys. I'm your avid fan." Um, we love that you're an avid fan. Uh, we would like that we have more than one avid fan, right? He's claiming I am your one avid fan. Uh, so, Mr. A, we appreciate you, bro. And uh, everybody, come on on in here. Uh, hit up the comment comment section here uh, on the StreamYard platform, and we will uh, answer your questions later on in the broadcast here. All right, the OGs continue. And, Doc, I want to wind you up here on, uh, on Devin Booker. Okay, he uh, obviously has been playing, coming off of I, – I just – what the hell was his injury before uh, this? Was it a hamstring, Doc? There, there's so many injuries here. Was it a calf? A calf yeah, I, soft tissue. All right, lower extremity soft tissue. I feel like a hockey guy right now. That's uh, a lower body injury. Any old way, um, Devin Booker might miss time. Sorry, Doc. I got to just quickly add on a piece of intel I got about the Pels. Um, a little birdie told me that Trey Murphy is playing on Friday night. Take that and do with it what you will basketball world, fantasy basketball world. Uh, but a little birdie told me that Trey Murphy's coming back on Friday. If it doesn't happen, blame the little birdie, not me. Just want to let you know. Um, so Devin Booker turned his ankle last night, Doc. Uh, played through it. Um, not initially. He went to the bench and it was like, oh, my God, Book's going to miss a month. It was a bad ankle turn. He's on the bench. got a towel over his face. Oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. All this stuff. And then he went, wait, wait a minute. I'm a Kobe guy. <clears throat> I preached the... Mama mentality. I got to come back and play. All right. Bradley Beal is going to miss the entire year. All right. We can't rely on him. I got to do this. So he came back, Doc, but he was in a lot of pain. And he said after the game, he was a decoy out there and that it was a long flight to Denver. All right. Leaving the door open to missing time with this ankle injury, depending on the swelling and soreness and all that kind of stuff. And I call them the bubble wrap sons for a reason. When their guys are slightly hurt, they don't play. I was actually shocked that Book was allowed to come back into that game last night at Toronto. Um, obviously, if, if you got Grayson Allen, if you got Eric Gordon, giddy up, man. 
giddy up. Don't change a thing. Don't send them to waivers uh, because Book may miss some time right here. How are you feeling about this uh, this new development with Devin Booker? I've been fired up about uh, Eric Gordon kind of all season because with no Beal and with with Booker being banged up, like he, he's been he, he, he's not a well rounded fantasy guy, but he's going to get you three or four triples a night. He's going to score a ton of points. He's going to play heavy minutes and run into some other stuff while he's out there. But, yeah, this whole thing, we see it all the time, man. Guys go down, they sprain their ankle. You see it on TV. It looks really bad. They're able to play through it for the rest of that game. They go back. They get retaped. I don't know if they do anything else to it or not, but they get back on the court. They finish the game, and then we always say, now watch, it's going to swell overnight. This He's going to miss two weeks. Uh, he's going to miss 10 days. And that's exactly what this feels like with Booker. I mean, I would be shocked. If he if he uh, if he plays next week, there's only two games next week, right? With the in season tournament, uh, so we got the rest of this week. We got all next week. I don't think he's going to play um, until after next week. So um, it is disturbing. The Suns, you know, <laughs> I I don't like what's going on with this Phoenix team really much at all. Um, KD is fine. Um, the Brad, the Brad Beal thing. I mean, you and I have been complaining about it here for weeks and months, and it's just it's filtering down to the rest of the the rest of the vibe of the whole team. It's just like he's supposed to be the man. He was supposed to lead them, you know, be their third spark plug, and he's just not there. And it, I they just just seems like it's kind of a lost cause to me. So the Nurkic thing is going very well. And uh, uh, Joel Embiid, I'm feeling some kind of way about your DNP last night um, because Doc, like it, he got he got ruled out what 15 minutes before the game, something like that, and, and there wasn't a lot of reporting about this illness. Frankly, I don't know if there was any. Um, and so uh, I, I had I, I moved on and was doing some family stuff. You know, set my lineups. Of course, I set an alarm for 6:45. Check the wire, check news, just in case there's any late stuff. Nothing about Embiid. And uh, Nurkic, I think, had 19 and 14, had a goody line. Oh, my God. And so that was on my bench. Uh, so, Joel Embiid, thank you. Thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Uh, but the Nurkic thing has been fantastic in Phoenix, man. Um, he is more comfortable. He's more motivated. Um, I mean, he he just was drifty the last two years in Portland, man. He was like, get me out of here. And you could tell with his play, had a lot of bum nights. Um, and he's not doing that in Phoenix. He's actually been pretty consistent. Um, I know you wanted to get us talking here uh, on the OGs, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Steve Alexander, I'm Rick Kamla, about how screwed the Warriors are without CP3. And Doc, to get uh, Shams and Woj yesterday reporting that it's a nerve thing in his lower leg, not good, dude. I... You know, Doc, I'm, I'm big into conspiracy theories. Uh, I also don't touch door handles. I'm a bit of a germaphobe, okay? I'm kind of a weirdo. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sometimes when they report injuries, uh, you take it at face value. All right, sprained ankle. All right, cool. Um, when it's this, Woj called it uh, left, pardon me, lower left leg nerve contusion. Um, what the F is that? Okay, so when you, it, like, they like to mask a bigger injury, Doc, with bone bruise. They will call it a bone bruise, right? And you're like, what's really going on here? 
three days later, meniscus tear, he's going under the net. What do you mean bone bruise? It was a meniscus tear. So I feel like I'm getting thrown off here uh, by this reporting. I, I feel like there might even be something more going on here with Chris Paul. I'm dubious of this report, Doc. So how's this all hit you? I mean, I've never seen parentheses lower left leg nerve contusion. That's We can't even say it. We both stumbled over it because we've never had to put these five words together. I've never seen it written in a blurb, an NBA player blurb before in my life. Uh, so again, what is that? It doesn't sound good. The fact that the word nerve is in there, it's a its a bruise to a nerve in his lower left leg. Like that doesn't sound good. Uh, when he went down, you can tell he was hurt. Like he was in a lot of pain. I don't think he's going to be, I don't, I don't foresee him playing very soon with that injury. And uh, he's 38 years old, Rick. He's almost as old as we are. Um, I, I don't know, man. And and again, he was playing really well for this Warriors team. Like coming into the season, I didn't know how he was going to fit in, uh, how it was really going to work. But he, it's worked out pretty well, and it's been a good, good combo for him and and Steph Curry to work together. So uh, it it is going to hurt, man. And I I, I kind of like your your boy. Uh, Pajemski here um, stepping up in Chris Paul's absence. I think Corey Joseph 10 years ago, maybe I was fired up about that, but not, not today. I've never heard anybody more fired up about Corey Joseph than Stan Van Gundy the other night. I mean, I, and I've never heard more praise on a third point guard in my life. I mean, St Stan Van Gundy was going on and on and on. Well, what a great pickup this was. And it's like, dude, I mean, I, I like, I like Stan Van. He's a good game analyst. Uh, he's, kind of prickly um, in, in general, but uh, I do like his game analysis. He was banging on the Warriors that whole game about turnovers and fouls. It was awesome, right? And then they like, set a record or something for uh, most turnovers and combined foul attempts to the other team in one game. It was like some history, and Stan Van was lamenting it the whole game. Stan Van, keep doing your thing, man. It's Rick Kamla. It's Doc A, Steve Alexander. We're the OGs on the Roto-Wire fantasy basketball podcast um talk about your boy lowry marketing doc he ain't my boy he's your boy he's got a left hamstring injury uh he will miss tonight's game it's the previous game as well and you know what probably some more games from there uh, i know you wanted to bring up lowry though here so hit the people oh i don't know that i have a lot to say here uh, i know that you predicted this injury in one of the first podcasts we did together at rotowire uh you're like i don't like marketing he's gonna get hurt He's not going to finish. It's, it's all about the shutdown, too. Doc, yeah. listen to me. I traded. Uh, remember I told you about the Clarkson and THT trade right before THT got benched? And I got, uh, who did I make that trade for? Uh, Ojean and Obi. Um, and uh, I had a chance with Kreitz, Ken Kreitz, who's uh, one of the execs here at Rotowire. Um, um, and I don't know. I probably could have had John Collins or PJ Washington. And I traded Kreitz, Chris Paul in a, in a bigger package, right? But he really wanted Chris Paul. And I really didn't want Chris Paul because I got a million assists. So I said, all right, cool. And Paul was coming off the bench at this point. This was before the Draymond suspension when Paul's numbers went nuts. And uh, and I, I I went with P.J. Washington over John Collins. I like John Collins more, um, but I'm, I'm afraid of the shutdown, Doc. I'm afraid of the after the All-Star break, boo, and we're going to play all these young guys. It'll be the Keontae George show, right? He's a guy that's got staying power with this team. They're not going to shut him down, but they're going to shut all these vets down. Yeah, and Collins is a vet, Markinen's a vet, Walker Kessler is a banged up sort of vet at this point. He's young, it's only his second year, but uh they're not gonna they're not gonna risk Walker Kessler's future for the second half of this season. Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh the guy that I'm kind of digging in in uh, Utah right now is the Simone Fonachio guy. Uh Fontecchio. Fontecchio Fonachio. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I don't watch a lot of jazz television. Neither do I. I just tried to help you out. It's Fontecchio, your boy. Well, I'm glad to know his name now because I was looking him up on FanDuel yesterday. I didn't even know what his name was. I, I was like, <laughs> uh, it'll be the name the name I don't recognize when I get there. And it took me a while, but uh, he's been kind of he's been playing minutes and been playing kind of well. I like using him in FanDuel because he's cheap. Uh, but yeah, Mark and I and you called this. Uh, I I don't know. And then, you know, when Markin went down with this hamstring, everybody's like, ooh, I got to go out and get Kelly Olenek because Kelly Olenek's going to go off. Well, that's not really happening either. Um, 
there's just not a not a lot to love about this Utah Utah situation right now. I, I don't I don't see it any very well. I do think we it's, we're going to get more Keontae George than we can handle or shake a stick at for the rest of the season. That that, that is one thing that is definitely happening. So let's work in a question here from the peanut gallery, Doc, because there is a question or comment here about uh, Keontae George. Uh, Mr. A, uh, who said, hello, guys, I'm your avid fan. Um, again, we'd like to pluralize that. Uh, and in fact, we have uh, we have also in here uh, Aditya Maluk says, uh, hi, Doc and Mr. Rick Camel. I'm a huge fan, too, uh, for eight years and counting on uh, refreshed on me eight years and counting now uh and going for my sixth championship all right aditya uh we hope we can uh, help you get that um all right so the keontae george uh note here and i i apologize guys we're trying to find this thing here we go uh mr a says is keontae george a hold um not only is keontae george a hold uh, like, look, Keontae George sucked last night, right, Doc? That line was awful. Um, but if you did, you watch the Pelicans game the other night, the second of that stupid baseball series. I hate baseball series, by the way. I don't know where you're at. I, I hate baseball series. So the Pelicans got to go to Utah for two boring ass games in a row, right? <laughs> Give me a break. I hate the baseball series. Um, but Keontae George was dunking on him, hitting big threes on him. He had a big Stalin. He was the player of the damn game. So Keontae George is good to go the whole season, man. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I, not only is he a hold, he's a must hold. I mean, if you drop Keontae George, he's gone. He might if be a not, trade for guy right now, Doc. Yeah, yeah. he's a target for sure. Um, I mean, we've seen him play what seventeen games, and and he hasn't really blown up yet. It's kind of a slow start, but it's coming. And you know, once they demoted Taylor Horton Tucker and promoted. Keontae to the starting lineup, it was over. I mean, he's there for the rest of the season. He's only going to get better. I, you you got to hang on to him. Um, back to Lowry Markin and quickly, guys. Uh, when he comes back from the – you can't trade a guy with the red flag on him, right? It's just tough. When he comes back, has a couple of 25-point games, drilling threes again, trade him, okay? Trust me. Trade John Collins if you can. If you're in a dynasty league, it's a different conversation. But if you're in a redraft league, um, you should be looking to trade Clarkson that's going to be tougher, but, but John Collins and Lowry at, at, at the at position scarcity forward position, um, you, you'd be able to get some business back for that. Speaking of forwards here, or I guess Boston center now, uh, Christoph's Porzingis doc. Let's talk about this. Um, Joe Missoula said on Sunday that he's got a calf. He'll be reevaluated in a week or so. And, uh, and so here we go with Christoph's Porzingis in a calf injury and an out indefinitely situation. Um, how is this hitting you and how are you pivoting this news in fantasy basketball? Well, I, you can't say we didn't see this one coming either. <laughs> we um, all saw it. We, we Our audience members, we did. If you didn't see a Porzingis injury coming, you haven't been paying attention. Everybody saw it coming. Um, so am I worried about him a little bit? Uh, I, I just think um, we're going to get through the two-game week next week, uh, and then he should hopefully be back and ready to go. I know that it's different. It feels different with him being with the Celtics and being injured than it did when he was with some of these other teams and being injured because he's such a big part of what the Celtics plan to do this season. They're trying to win a championship. He's a big part of that. They need him out there. So I think they're just going to let him rest, let him get healthy in, throw him back out there until he gets hurt again three weeks later, and then three weeks again after that, and then I, it'll just be an ongoing thing. Uh, yeah, they – you know, the Celtics were in a weird place this week because they only had two games. And I know Soren dropped – my son dropped Al Horford in, in a league, which Horford then turned around and went off against the Hawks, and he's like, Dad, why why did I do that? Um, I'm like, you, you can get it back. It'll be all right. But, uh, with two games last week and two games or two games this week, two games next week, really an ideal time for Porzingis to go down with an injury. Hopefully he only misses four games and, and he's back. So, um, I, I agree with all of that. Uh, I, I like the point that you made about, um, when you're with Washington, who's in tank mode versus being on Boston, who's in go for the gold ball mode. And, and that will not that Boston's going to rush him back, 
and be like irresponsible. But there's there's just a different mindset, and it will lead to more games played from Porzingis than with previous stops. Um, Porzingis was me and Antonio Daniels on um, NBA Radio. We went into who's the best Alfred in the league. You know that third guy. Now that um, Chris Middleton is not right, and uh, and and you know not. I, I looked at it in real time. I just evaluated like an MVP race. All right, who's the best Alfred right now? Not necessarily who I would want for a playoff run because that would probably be like an Aaron Gordon um, with all the defense and all the stuff he brings to the table. That dude's got tools on his tool belt. But uh, KP was the best Alfred in the NBA when I did this study, Doc, probably 10 days uh, to, uh, yeah, probably about 10 days ago to maybe two weeks ago. That's how well he was playing as that third fiddle uh, to Tatum and Brown. So, guys, again, um, Horford is a must pickup right now. As a starter, he's this year, okay, and it's, I don't know, a handful of starts, eight, eight, and four, two blocks, one steal, one and a half threes. But like Doc said, the last two games have been really throwback Al Horford games. And so uh, he's going to continue to start and put up really good, like the full stat line across the board. All right, uh, I want to give a little bit more uh, advice here to the people before we give out our underdog uh, fantasy lineups tonight. Doc, it is time for everybody to pick up Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls. Get him now. While you're listening to this podcast, Rick Kamla, Steve Alexander on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, just grab your phone and pick up Patrick Williams. Do it, okay? Uh, going back to the well here, Doc, I've been a Patrick Williams guy. I traded a, a third-round pick away to get him in the Cam Dynasty. I have since dropped Patrick Williams. Don't be mad at me. My team is that deep and that gargantuan, okay? I didn't even have room for him. I had to drop Cam Reddish last night. My team's so damn good. I didn't want to drop Cam Reddish. Got to do what you got to do. But uh, I'm going back to the well, okay? Because now, Doc, we got DeMar DeRozan turned his ankle against Boston the other night. Tried to come back in the game. Had to eventually exit. Uh-oh, here we go. Zach Levine, this foot soreness thing, right? Um, He had it. He came back, played a couple of games, didn't look right. Reading the reports and watching him, and then uh, and then had to leave the Boston game with the same injury. And now there's reports out of Chicago where the words "shut down" are in those reports. So uh, Patrick Williams is green lit for me, and he's been good, Doc. Over the last four games, um, he has been uh, where's the line? Fourteen points, seven rebounds, two assists, uh, two blocks, one steal. Wait a second, I'm reading the wrong thing here. My bad. This was his line the other night. Um, against uh, Boston, 14 and seven, two assists, two blocks, one steal, and made a three, all right? But over the last four games, Doc, he's been 10 plus points in each, nine threes over those four games, averaging six boards with four stocks, which is a little light. I think when he really gets cooking, he'll be giving you one block and one steal per game. Are you feeling me on this Patrick Williams diagnosis? You know, I've never bought into the Pat Williams hype. It's all tied to Zach Levine. And every report we've read about Zach Levine this year is bad. Like not really getting along with anyone. Uh, kind of banged up, kind of hurt, kind of disgruntled, kind of doesn't want to be in Chicago. Um, none of that has been good. And if Zach Levine is pulled out of the equation, which you feel like he's going to be at some point, somebody's going to have to step up and it's probably going to be Pat Williams. So yeah, I can get behind what you're saying. I, I can see Pat Williams finally starting to live up to the hype, but I'm, for one, I'm not racing out there uh, to pick him up quite yet. I understand. Um, Doc, hey, let's give the people our underdog fantasy lineups for tonight. You go before first. We do that, yeah, before yeah, hey, we do that, before we do that, I'm going to tell you about underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Uh, Rick, I had some Underdog going last night. Talk to me. Looked like I had a sure thing in the bag. I had a five-leg, $1 to win $20 parlay, and four of the five hit pretty early. It was Jokic. It was all the same game. It was the, it was the Denver-Houston game. I needed uh, 
some four. I need four fourth quarter points from who's the who's the forward for uh, Houston. Uh, Jabari Smith. Jabari. Uh, I need four Dillard points. For, I needed four points from Jabari. I needed six points or some combo of six from Alperin Shengun with the entire fourth quarter to go. 14 point game. Like, this is money. Well, Jabari comes in, hits a couple threes or whatever. That's done. So now I got four out of five. I just need the six from Shengun. They leave him on the bench for the first like four minutes, five minutes of the fourth quarter. Bring him in. He plays one minute and they pull him back out, clear the benches. It just wasn't meant to be, Rick. Just another, just another, mm. another tough, tough night in the office for Dr. A. It's a bad beat, dude. That's a bad beat. So let's give the people a winner here, man. You want to go first on your uh your underdog fantasy lineup for tonight? You know, I'm gonna let you go first because I slept on that assignment and uh was watching old Kirbyer enthusiasms. And laughing, uh, understandable this morning instead of instead of picking out my uh, underdog play. But I I do this every day, so I I can I can rebound quickly. But yeah, who who you got? Um, all right. So just quickly here, and I'll I'll buy you some more time to maybe uh make some uh, uh some uh, investment decisions. Um, I read uh before we came on here, going through some news and stuff uh, that Mitchell Robinson was talking about. Uh, how dirty the ball is and how uh, how how discolored the ball becomes because of uh, 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 dirt, bacteria, germs, all that kind of stuff. And he was talking about how nobody in the NBA washes their hands. Okay, so immediately this <laughs> super grossed me out, and it took me back to my boy Larry David, who, of course, is a notorious germaphobe. Um, I am a germaphobe as well. I don't touch door handles. If I have a long sleeve shirt, I'll drop it down and use that to – do the door handle or my feet or, uh, you know, the bottom of my shirt. Um, I'm trying to stay healthy here. All right. You know, by the way, I was pitching like a perfect game until the flu, the flu gods went, Cam, it's been a good run. Booze. Here's a lightning bolt down on you. That's going to last two weeks to a month. Have fun. I did not have fun with that. Screw you. Uh, uh, flu gods. But, uh, but so that made me think of that doc, the whole, uh, the curb your enthusiasm thing. Um, the greatest show of all time, by the way. Uh, but it still pales uh, to the magical body part episode uh, when the Jets killed Carl. It still pales in comparison to that one. All right, Doc, um, I will unpack it for you here. And I'm going to let the people know. Uh, it's early, right? And they had props throughout the day. Okay, so the guys that I wanted to bang tonight, Malcolm Brogdon, not yet available. Um, Cam Thomas is supposed to come back tonight. Like maybe if his number's 12 and a half, 13 and a half, bang this, people. Um, Jaime Hawkins. My new favorite player for the Miami Heat. This guy's cooking in the last five games at about 18 and a half points per game. So I'm looking at like, give me a 14.5 on Hawkins. I'll bang that, okay? So just keep your eye on those. We can't give them out yet because I don't have a line for them. I like Patrick Williams tonight. Like if it's 11 and a half, 10 and a half, bang that, people. Um, but I got SGA, Doc, uh, 31 and a half. I don't like the number. It's It's one up from his regular season average. But the Lakers suck on defense. Okay, cool. Um, but this just feels like Lakers are in town. Lakers in the second of a back-to-back. Maybe their legs aren't fully under them. The Lakers, as you know, Doc, are super shorthanded. And I could just see SGA just uh, just flexing tonight. I got SGA over 31 and a half points. DeJounte Murray goes back to San Antonio tonight. I love the reunion game angle. And I also love, Doc, the fact that San Antonio's defense sucks. I also love... Um, that he has been under 20 points the last three games. So the principle of do is in play here. The bounce back factor is in play. I got Murray over 20 and a half points. And my best bet, Doc, the best bet of all, and I would play this individually, DraftKings, um, underdog, wherever you can get it, is Steph Curry at five assists. Steph Curry, not five and a half. Well, this is an underdog number, so maybe they will put the hook on a on a DraftKings number. But, um, but five assists on underdog, it's a part of my parlay here. It's my best bet. Um, he's been six assists in each of the last three games. And so that's over this number. No Chris Paul. Uh, Draymond Green is not playing as many minutes, right? He's 28, 29. So, and I just think uh, uh, vibing out Curry from that Sacramento loss, he's pissed. He's over it. He's frustrated. And I think he's going to be like, yo, if Clay don't got it, if Wig don't got it, and Draymond's going to be barking at the officials all night, I have to do this myself. And I think Steph, has been up to that a lot in his career. And I think we get that type of game tonight, Doc. It's the Clippers at the Warriors. 
Um, it, it's a big game here. Obviously, the Warriors suck. They've lost nine of their last 12. And so uh, I got Curry over five assists. I got DeJounte over 20 and a half points. And I got SGA over 31 and a half points. I like all that. Um, I like your SGA against the Lakers. Like he's going to, he's going to, I agree. I think he's going to try to flex on them. Um, the only one of those that makes me nervous is, is the DeJounte. And I love, I love guys going against their former team's angles. Um, I, I'm all about that. Uh, I'm just a little worried because Trey Young has been playing much better lately. And when Trey started playing well, DeJounte's numbers fell apart. And because Trey's a complete and total ball hog, that too. <laughs> And very well, selfish and very I, I I think I think he's a selfish player, bro. I really do. I, I think I think Trey Young would rather have 30 and 10 in a loss than 18 and 7 in a win. I really do. Well, I mean, you might be right. I, I don't know, but I just know that Trey's been balling out and DeJounte has not been. I'm not sure that the two of them ever ball out on the same night. I mean, it happens occasionally, but not very often. So I'm a little nervous about that angle of that take but the rest of that i think looks pretty good what i'm gonna hammer tonight if they give us more options right now it's just jimmy butler and bam out of bio but i don't know if you've seen the indiana pacers defensively this year but man they are like we're not gonna play any defense it's weird because it's a rick carlisle team right we're not gonna play any defense we're just gonna run up and down the court with you like alex english in 1979 from with for the nuggets <laughs> and and just score as many points as we can on you, and you're going to have to catch us. And, uh, you know, the other night they played Portland, and my buddy my buddy and FanDuel just hammered every blazer. And Jeremy Grant had, like, best game of the year. DeAndre Ayton had his best game of the year. Uh, all these guys just balled out on the Pacers. I think Jimmy Butler is – I mean, his points are 23 and a half. He's probably going to blow that out of the water. Bam Adebayo's points are 23 and a half. He should be good. I'm actually probably going to do the 40 and a half uh, points, rebounds, and assists combined for Bam because I love I love the way Bam passes for a big man. But uh, I, I'm going to hammer the heat tonight against Pacers. And, and to your point, uh, Jaime Jaquez has been awesome. I think he's going to go away when Tyler Hero comes back. I'm a little sad about that. And Duncan Robinson, I think, is going to play better tonight which is probably going to hurt him a little bit. But, man, he's been pretty fun since uh, Tyler Harrow went down. So, Doc, uh, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and you might be right. But I feel like Jaime Jaquez is going to have staying power, and let me explain. Um, the fact that Spo is playing him with finishing lineups, to me, speaks to a trust level that has surpassed Duncan Robinson, that has surpassed um, Haywood Highsmith, who's hurt right now, uh, has it surpassed Caleb Martin? No, I can't go there. But uh, I feel like Hawkes is going to be a half-the-game player even after Hero returns. I don't think Hawkes is going to you know, be out of the rotation or turn into like a 15-minute-per-game guy where we're like, ew, 5-3-1 and one is his line tonight. I think we're still going to get half of a game uh, from Jaime Hawkes and maybe even more. Uh, he's a first-round pick. They got a lot invested in him. And and he's, just, he's so good with fitting in with these guys. He... He's basically, Doc, the new Max Struess, right? He's a good shooter. He's a good defender. I mean, he literally, he he plays a ton of point guard for this Miami Heat team where he literally brings the ball up and gets them into sets. He'll grab a defensive rebound and just dribble five times and then get a guy in the post and hit a little turnaround on him without even passing the ball. Like, he's really flowering right, I should say, uh, blossoming right now. And I think he's got staying power. So we will watch for that, Doc. Let's you know go ahead, go ahead. In my, uh, I, I did a mailbag column for Rotowire last night. It should be published. It's probably being published as we as we speak. But one of the questions I got from Mediocrities was, how do you see Jaime Jaquez faring once Jimmy Butler and Tyler Harrow are back on the floor? His decision-making and defense seem likely, his de decision-making and defense seem like they'll afford him some playing time, maybe at Richardson's expense. Okay. Bingo. And I said, mediocrities, while I agree with you that Hawkes has earned time, I'm just not sure he'll get enough of it to sustain the necessary, you know, fancy value we need for him to stay on rosters. Like, I don't think he's just going to go away. I don't think they're going to put him on the bench. I think he's going to get 
20 minutes, maybe 22. Uh, but he's not going to be the guy we're seeing without Tyler Harrow there and without, you know, Jimmy Butler taking every other game off. So I, I'm just, I'm just going to be prepared um, to part ways with Hawkes if I have to, uh, because we got a lot of guys in fantasy basketball on the IR right now. And a lot of people are starting to make preparations for bringing those guys off the, off the IR. And I'm getting a lot of emails like, Hey, I, I need to drop, two of these guys, which two do I drop? And it's like Santi Aldama, do I drop Jame Jaquez? Do I drop PJ Washington, Kobe White, Tyus Jones, your guy? Um, so a lot of people are ha- going to have hard decisions to make coming up. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this how this all shakes out. But I think with Tyler Harrow and Jimmy Butler both healthy, it's going to be tough for Jaquez to get enough minutes to, to be a must-keep guy. I got one more hot take for you, and then let's go to the streets here. So this will be a fun debate for us to monitor moving forward as we continue to do Rick Hamla and Steve Alexander, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, uh, the usage of, of Jaime Hawkes or not. Uh, I have a hot take for you. I, I would not be surprised if the Miami Heat, when all these guys are healthy, rock a starting five of Tyler Hero, Jaime Hawkes, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and Bam Adebayo. Would not surprise me at all. Lowry be off the bench. Duncan Robinson would be off the bench. Jay Rich off the bench. Uh, Highsmith off the bench. Then you would have the Love and Brian combo uh, behind Bam. Just throwing it out there. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, I wouldn't even call it probable, uh, but I think it's possible. So well, keep dude, your eye why, on that. Why is Kyle Lowry starting at this stage of the game anyway? Um, because I, Hero's out. That's that's why. I think when Hero comes back, uh, he'd be – look. Like I said, Hawkes is running one for the Heat. Jimmy Butler brings the ball up, gets them into offense, right? They don't, it, they don't need Rondo out there, uh, Doc A, right? I mean, but I'm telling you, like uh, to me, Jaime Hawkes is on the ball so much as the one. Um, the Yahoos and the CBSs they need to add PG to Jaime Hawkes uh, in fan tracks where Cam Dynasty is. I, I believe they need to add PG to Jaime Hawkes. Maybe that's another hot take here, but I see him on the ball as the one a lot. Well, I will say that if he moves into the starting lineup or if he sticks, if he's in the starting lineup when Hero and Jimmy Butler are both playing, then I I, I will take back everything I just said and I will buy all in on Hawkins. I, I do love him. I think he's got a great uh, IQ, a great understanding of the game, very high basketball IQ. Spo loves him. I think his teammates love him. I think yes. he's, they love playing with him. He looks, he looks like he fits in out there. He looks right, passes the eye test, all that stuff. So, I mean, hang on to Hawkes as long as you can. Um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, Hero comes back. We get to see what happens after that. So, Hero should be coming back pretty soon here. Uh, uh, over the last five games, Hawkes is at 18 and a half points, uh, the Heat leader over that stretch, 1.2 steals, two threes, 56, 56, 86. With the shooting splits that good. All right, Doc. Uh, um, what up? What up? One more thing, real quick. Yeah, yeah. The NBA season is here on behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats. Let's get one thing clear nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and every heart pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can read. Earn rewards on every purchase. You can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats experience it live we are live with y'all right now it is cam it is doc a we are the rotowire fantasy basketball podcast and let's go to the streets man um we have uh mr a uh we have uh, aditya who we talked to earlier here we go with eric he says uh we'll pop up his uh his note here uh do you think karis levert's value sits somewhere between where it was and where it is currently thank you um he's always a guy that i sleep on doc um, you know, it's the bench thing, right? Um, and you got Struess coming in there and you've got this core four of Garland and Mitchell and Allen and Mobley. And so 
Uh, he's a key, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me a little bit. To me, I look at him more of a, as a reality guy than a fantasy guy. Because, I mean, what are we going to get? 12, 4, and 4, maybe a 3, maybe a steal. Like, it's all right. I, I'm not a big Karis LeVert guy. Uh, do you have uh, Do you have something else you want to tell me about Karis LeVert? So I, I look at his value the same as I've kind of always looked at it. Yeah, I, I tell you, though, there are times when he comes through. Like, if somebody's injured and Karis LeVert's going to play big minutes, he puts up. he can put up some good numbers. So... I'm with you. I think he's more of a reality player than a fantasy guy. I don't think he needs to be rostered everywhere right now. Um, but, you know, if Darius Garland's out or if somebody else is out one night, um, run him out there and see what happens because he's 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 he can put up some decent numbers. He's about 13th round value right now. So he's just clinging on at the end of benches where he usually is. He's a streamer. Uh, he's a pickup if if one of the guys goes out, like Doc said. Uh, but that's where we're at with that. All right, let's pull up uh, Lester's note here. Uh, Doc A, he says, Middleton or Tyus, uh, R-O-S, nine-cat roto. Uh, this roto thing, man, where is the HTH? Guys, play HTH. Is HTH dying, by the way, Doc? Or is HTH still thriving and very, very prosperous? You tell you know, me. Just, I don't. I don't it's know. It's just different. Every every site's different. Like ESPN, they tell me that their leagues are mostly eight to ten man leagues, which is crazy to me because I I don't play in eight to ten man you. leagues. You, it's like Yahoo, Yahoo football leagues are you know the standard ones are ten teams. Yeah, and Yahoo sucks. I don't play them anymore teams. because of ten teams get out of here with that. Eight so teams. The, so the roster percentages are real different. Like if you look at rostership in ESPN versus Yahoo, it's different because ESPN has smaller leagues. Uh, but yeah, head to head, I don't think, I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think it's, it's dying. But then again, you know, I talk to people on the, when I'm out in town or on the golf course, like fantasy basketball, I didn't even know there was a thing. I knew about fantasy football and it's like, okay, well, whatever. End of conversation. I, I would take my clubs and leave the course. I head to head, head to head is fine. Head to head is um, not going anywhere. All right, wanted to just take your temperature on that. Uh, so uh, Lester says Middleton or Tyus, uh, ROS nine cat roto. Uh, you guys, the Tyus Jones thing, um, the plane is still on the tarmac. All right, uh, think about this: you're at LaGuardia or you're at Newark, right? And, and you know how travel in and out of those uh, airports goes, um, right? You're you're on the plane. We're ready for takeoff, and then the uh, the the, the uh, uh, why am I Island? blanking on this? The freaking pilot, thank you, going back to first grade, um, says, uh, we've got a mechanical malfunction and we're going to be stuck on the tarmac. How long? We don't know. Sit tight. All right, you're there for three hours, right? That's the Tyus Jones experience this year. This is a gigantic fantasy buzzkill. We're talking 10 points. We're talking five assists. We're talking, uh, I don't even think a steal, right at about a three. He's been a monstrous disappointment for me in the 30 deep league that I'm still trying to win, but I will not win this year because my team is so mediocre, largely because of Tyus Jones. So doc, I will take the old and decrepit and often injured and super minutes restricted Chris Middleton over this young, prosperous fantasy sleeper gone wrong, Tyus Jones. How about you? I'm, I can't, I can't do Chris Middleton, man. I can't do it. <laughs> There's I'm, no upside to Tyus Jones and he will be shut down after the all-star break. You know this, right? No, I don't know that. I don't know that. He's young. He's, 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 you know, the crazy thing. I was looking, I was looking at this last night. We're only what? 17 games in his number, his minutes. He's getting three more minutes a game this year than he got last year. He's in a featured role as the starting point guard on this team. Yet his numbers are exactly the same as they were last year. He's exactly the same. And it's a total buzzkill, like you said. And how much is it, is it related to Jordan Poole? Like, is Jordan Poole mentally buzzkilling that entire team to where they're just like, oh, my. I Like, they don't even know what to do anymore. They have, what, two or three wins. Denny Abdija looks decent. Tyus looks horrible. Jordan Poole. You know, we talked about him the other day, and my only note on Jordan Poole that I had written down for Tuesday's podcast was Jordan Poole dash what the hell. Like, what is he doing? And, it, like, he's ruining Tyus Jones in the process. Like, I don't know, man. But I'll still, I don't, I don't, I'll still wait on Tyus Jones before I'm going uh, with your boy Middleton. 
I'm not into the Middleton experience at all. I'm taking the lesser of two evils here, and the lesser of two evils is Chris Middleton, who is going to be playing more and more and more, we think, unless he's put back into bubble wrap. Uh, Patrick O'Hara is with us. He says, am I dropping Jordan Clarkson over Sharp, Poole, and Beasley in a 10-team punt assist field goal percentage team? Um <clears throat> Punt assistant is that a league that does not do assists and field goal percentage? Is that no, what he's, he's saying? Punting, right he's punting those. He's 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 giving up in those. He doesn't uh -huh. care about them. Okay, so let me let me compute this. Uh, ten team. Uh, we don't need assists. We don't need field goal percentage. Uh, am I dropping Clarkson? Um, let me think here. Uh, da, 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 Clarkson, da, da. shade on Sharp. Jordan I would rather, Moore, I mean, Sharp is, is the main hold out of that whole thing. Um, Malik Beasley, nah, I'm not, I'm not really feeling that. I, I feel like I can get more value out of Clarkson until the shutdown. Um, I'm definitely holding on to pool. So Beasley's the drop there for me. Yeah. And I, I mean, if Middleton's going to play more, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I would drop Beasley out of that group myself and and shade on sharp has taken a bit of a, a downturn with whole malcolm brogdon being back so uh shade on sharp is going to be showing up on waiver wires i'm afraid and i don't know if he should be or not but i i i'm still super intrigued by shade on sharp he uh he most definitely should not be on waivers uh he's one of those guys um you know, I mean, if 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 you're if it's starting to lead to L's and a and a bad rating on Yahoo, all right, maybe maybe you got to do what you got to do. But I I would I would hang in there with Shade and Sharp until the last possible moment. Um, you know, like uh, like the Rock in a in an action movie, right? Like holding on for, I, I I'd hold on, man. I would hold on. All right, Lakers Nation says Doc, uh, should I trade Sabonis and Jalen Green for Embiid nine cat? Oh man, um. I don't think so, Doc. I don't. Um, I, I would I would rather, and I I mean a beads is so massive this year. The assists are way up around last I checked, they were 6.6, .6, which is second on the team to Maxi at 6.9. That was prior to last night's game. Um, I nah, I I I mean I love some Embiid, Doc, but uh nah, Sabonis is a beast, man. 17, 12, and 7 every game. Um, you know. Jalen Green has been, I think, a little bit less than we thought, but still really solid. Uh, that third quarter he had last night against Denver was something else. So I'm not doing that deal, Doc. How about you? That's what I was going to say about Jalen Green is he's he's looked better over the last week than he did the first month of the season. So I am intrigued by Jalen Green's sudden emergence. I think there is hope there. Sabonis and Green, I mean, if you want Joel Embiid, on your team, this is the kind of guy – this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to give up two studs to get him back. And without seeing Lakers Nation's actual team and the makeup of it, it's hard to say yes or no on this. If you can trade a two-for-one, not lose depth, and add Joel Embiid to your squad, um, I don't I don't hate that trade if you're getting Embiid. If you if you have an abundance of depth and you've kind of got to consolidate, uh, I understand. And I've had to do some consolidation trades uh, in the Cam Dynasty with, you know, a bunch of guys on on the IR and then they come off. And, and so you kind of prep for that. Um, I'm not a guy that will like I, like cheat. You know what I mean? And like have injured dudes and, and then they're not injured and leave them in the injury spot. I, I think that's pretty lame. Um, and I'm very kind of I'm very uh, uh I don't know, hands off doc. Like I'm not like going through every day to see whose roster is legal and, and illegal. I, I just try to mow my own backyard the right way. Um, and uh, I, I did play against a guy last night. I mean, I'm cooking him this week, seven, one, I'm looking for an eight. Oh, uh, and I'm trying to pass Ken Kreitz uh, into first place in the cam dynasty. We both are 30 and 10 right now. Uh, but the guy I played against last night didn't even set his lineup. Like that really pisses me off, man. And his team sucks, but put, Put dead bodies in there. You gotta, you gotta at least set your lineup, man. Um, so that bothered me. Uh, all right, one more here. Uh, from uh, let's put this one in and let's put this one up. Uh, it is uh, uh, Amer Aramic. Uh, I hope I got your name right, sir. Uh, would you trade Cade for Kessler in nine cat twelve team setup? I'm worried about if he will play uh, with the Pistons being as they are. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm not trading away Cade for uh for walker kessler and uh doc i've been going back and forth with a a team manager in the cam dynasty about scotty barnes and 
Kate Cunningham. Um, I got a thing for Scotty Barnes, man. I'm sorry. I do. I got a thing. Uh, the defensive goodies are amazing. The, the blocks. Three, I mean, the blocks, the assist this year, like it's, it's all happening. I got a thing uh, for him. Um, and this guy wanted, uh, he, it was like uh, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Johnson, and a first round pick next year for Scotty Barnes. And I got back to this guy and, and I, I like this guy a lot, but I said to him, um, that offer is hilariously terrible. One of the worst I've ever gotten in fantasy <laughs> basketball. I mean, it's god awful, right? Like, and I told him back, I said, I would think about giving you Cade straight up for Scotty Barnes. Okay. Like, I don't even know if I want to do that. I probably would, Doc. You back me into a corner. I'll probably give you Cade for Scotty Barnes. But here's my worry with Scotty Barnes. Okay. What if, uh, uh, cause we know that the dismantling of Toronto is going to happen, right? Siakam final year of his deal. OG on and Obi might be traded. Okay, cool. Scotty Barnes, it's his show for how long? Okay. Doc for how long before you go get a nasty point guard. That's a 2010 guy taking the rock back from Scotty Barnes. Um, maybe you go get a hot shot through free agency, right? And now Scotty Barnes is not the first option. He's the second option. What if Scotty Barnes is traded and his new team, uh, you know, looks at him as more of a role player and a glue guy than like a main guy. You know what I'm saying? So, ah, I mean, I, I'm into the Scotty Barnes thing, but I can't, I, I'm still like there with Cade Cunningham, doc. I'm not ready to cut the cord yet. Matter of fact, I'm not even close to it. So talk to me about uh, all of that right here. Are you trading um, Cade for Walker Kessler? Uh, probably not. I mean, I think Walker Kessler has just as good a shot as getting shut down as Cade does. Uh, actually, I probably would do it because Cade, yeah, I, scratch that. I would do that trade. Cade's, Cade's fantasy ranking is awful, dude. Awful. He's like 16th round. Well, then why would you do the trade? To get Walker Kessler. Why the hell would you trade Cade Cunningham for Walker Kessler? You just banged on Walker Kessler. No, I'm talking about Cade. Oh, so oh, I think you're all right. I'm my bad. Maybe um, I'm maybe I'm not speaking correctly. No, the Cade. guy said the guy said, would you trade Cade for Kessler? So you got to give up Cade to get Kessler. And would Cade you do that? is a 16th round fantasy player, right? No, now. I get it. The efficiency sucks. The defense isn't there. The shooting is terrible. I don't know, man. Um, the, the threes are decent from Cade. He's at about two a game. Um, I don't no. know. I feel like I feel like there's more there. And I mean, they got Yurts have been starting over Kessler right now. Well, Kessler's been hurt. Kessler's on a minutes, minutes count still. Yo, he ain't hurt now, bro. Why isn't uh, he starting? Dude, uh, Cade Cunningham <laughs> is not good at fantasy basketball right now. Oh, wow. Shots fired. Uh, by the way, Detroit does not shut down their main dudes. Following them the last couple of tanky years, they don't shut their guys down. I don't think they're going to shut Cade down or Ivy down or Osar down. I don't think they're going to shut him down. By the way, and, yeah, yeah, I... Cade Cunningham's numbers are not good. For they, they hurt your fantasy team more than they help you. And I would rather have Walker Kessler. Having said that, your guy, Jaden Ivey, is making a splash lately. And I think it's time to go pick Jaden Ivey up everywhere. I think he's going to go off the rest of the season. As soon as Monty Williams came to his senses and moved Ivey into the starting lineup, it was giddy up time for Jaden Ivey. It should have always been giddy up time for Jaden Ivey. And to me, if you were, if I were doing a coaching power ranking, uh, one through thirty, Monty Williams would be thirty on that list. I think he has done a god awful job of coaching this team this year. His rotations have been sucky. Uh, he continually bangs on his players after all of these games. When it's like, yo, Monty, you are coaching with a win now philosophy on a win five years from now team. What is going on here? And he's flexing that he's the highest paid coach in the NBA. I, I'm not feeling it at all, Doc. But. This has been a fun hour with you, my friend, on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. You got one more thought for the people? Uh, I'm going to be back on Tuesday with your guy, Ken Kreitz. Nice. You and I are going to be back here on Thursday. Uh, go get Jaden Ivey. Uh, let's say a little a little get well note for Victor Wimanyama. I need him to play through this hip. Please, please play with me. All right, so uh, a little fantasy basketball prayer for Wemby to play tonight. He will be at home against the Hawks and uh, should be a, a juicy matchup for him if he can go. Guys, we really appreciate the comments. We appreciate all of you guys being in here. Uh, like, for Doc subscribe. Like, subscribe. Hit those buttons. For Dr. <laughs> a, go ahead, Rick.
for Dr. A. I'm Rick Campbell. We're the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Have a great weekend. Get some wins. Go win some money on Underdog. And we'll see you next week, guys. Peace out. We out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.